Hi, this is the Power of Storage podcast, the series where we take 10 minutes to discuss the latest storage technology from Dell Technologies. And I am Mick Turner. I hope everyone is doing well. Now, today, we're going to take a bit of a step back to prehistoric times. And I am very happy to introduce a couple of octogenarian colleagues, Ian Breitner and Paul Shire. And we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive on mainframe, which is still a very relevant technology. Hi, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Well, thanks, Mick. Doing fine. Good. I think the interesting thing about this little group is that, Paul, you are still involved in mainframe for your sins, but Ian and I were both involved in the early parts of our career. It was funny for me because coming into that environment straight out of college, at the time they were talking about this technology isn't going to live too long. It's going to get replaced. That was 40 odd years ago. We're talking about a 60-year-old technology and it's still around. It's quite amazing. And also being part of Dell and prior to that EMC, mainframe was really where EMC built its technology from and where a lot of the current technology that is now powering Dell storage infrastructures is really has that as a backing in terms of design center, in terms of reliability and all that kind of thing. So this today, I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's going to be very exciting. I'm very keen to know where mainframe is today, whether how we are still engaged with it. I'm really looking forward to it. Ian, I don't know if, if you want to give a little bit of introduction yourself. Yeah, I'd love to. For my sins, I have white hair now and I I attributed that to all of my mainframe experience rather than anything else. I've kept up with technology over the years, but I actually started when I graduated from university. I seriously thought about joining IBM. The only machines around at that time were mainframes. I didn't choose to do that, but I worked for other companies. But again, everything was mainframe based. And I was just absolutely astounded how not only has technology moved on, but the things that were created in the mainframe days are still relevant today. They may have been re-engineered for the cloud today or for things like VMware, which actually looked like a VM 360-370 in the past. It's just astounding, the relevancy of mainframes and the mainframe technology today. And as much as I hate to say it, I actually enjoyed my time on mainframes. It was very structured. You actually had different teams doing different things and you couldn't even, I was a programmer, you couldn't do anything until the analysts had done stuff. And then the designers, the architects came along. And then eventually I got a chance to get my fingers dirty coding. And I'll say a lot of my coding actually ended up being machine language coding. I actually wrote assembler code for these things to make them run super fast, which they still do today. Paul, you've still been involved in this. I gave it away a long time ago when mini computers came along and then client server came along and then cloud computing came along. And Paul, you're still, you're still there. Yep. Handling all of this. Yeah, and you guys, you bring back a lot of a lot of fond memories. So when I graduated from from college, I was lucky enough to go to work for IBM straight out of school. And you're absolutely right. When I walked in the door, mainframe was it. In fact, there were a few odd-looking uh, brown ivory-shaped boxes sitting on people's desks 
called the uh, IBM PC, but it was it was very, very rare. What you had in your office or your cube, your workspace back in the day was a green screen terminal, and that was connected to the mainframe. Everybody was connected to the mainframe, and your paychecks were cut off the mainframe, and your time cards were done on the mainframe, and punch cards were out. So if anybody remembers anything about the history of the mainframe, before terminals were punch cards, but we were, we were just using punch cards to take our notes and slipping them in our shirt pockets at the time. So uh, that, that puts me in perspective in, in mainframe history here. But I spent 28 years with IBM. I started out designing high-density data arrays for mainframe tape drives that were connected via a new technology at the time called SCON, which has now become uh, FICON, FICON being the standard for many, many years now in the mainframe space, and worked through development and test and into marketing, where I had a little bit of diversion away from the mainframe for a few years, but then came back to mainframe and then joined EMC. And when I joined EMC, it was in marketing. And so I started marketing product called Disk Library for Mainframe. Very, very near and dear to my IBM tape experience there. And then our PowerMax product as well, that at that time called VMAX. I was very, uh, very comfortable because EMC has, a at that time, had a, almost a 30-year history in mainframe. EMC was a company that started out in the mainframe storage business. So it was very well aligned to uh, my background and in tape and disc for IBM and then working for EMC. So that's a little bit about me. Cool. Thanks a lot. And I didn't mean to offend anybody that none of these guys are actually octogenarians. We, uh, we all obviously started very early on the mainframe. I'll let it um, go this time, Mick. I'll let it go once. There, there you go. I would never yeah. say it again. Uh, I'm, anyway, I'm, but I'm not even so, close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and nor, nor am I. But I think, Paul, question to you really is, mm-hmm. obviously, this is a key market. Why has mainframe remained so relevant over the years when people for the last 50 years have been calling for the death knell of the mainframe? <laughs> That's an excellent question. In fact, the, the, the inside joke amongst mainframe people is every 10 years, the mainframe is declared dead. And then we just get back to work and continue on about our business. It's still relevant because the ecosystem, the, the really the epicenter of the world's financial and transactional data still exists on the mainframe. It's not only its roots, its beginnings, but it can, the mainframe continues to be the foundational base, if you will, for all transactional data around the world, be it airline records, airline bookings, or brokerage transactions. Most people don't realize that when you pick up your smartphone today and you do a transaction with your bank, you might be tapping on a screen that looks very modern and just has the latest graphical user interface on it. But at the back end of that, you're still talking to a mainframe. So all of those records, all of those transactions, millions of those transactions per second are flowing back to a mainframe as the system of record for that bank or that credit card company. Because if you think about the history, 50 years ago, there was only the mainframe. So all of those programs and all of those businesses designed their systems, designed their processes all around the mainframe and all around these mainframe-based databases. And the great thing about the mainframe industry and the ecosystem is that 
it has adapted to work with the latest and greatest inventions, we'll say, on the edge of computing, and then bringing all those transactions back to the mainframe. Because the one thing the mainframe does exceptionally well, you can think of it as a very very fast and very, very wide superhighway with tens of pounds, thousands of lanes of cars whizzing by every second. That's the mainframe strength. And if you think about the world revolving around data and something that will keep up with that kind of information flow, it's the mainframe. So it all makes sense. That's great, Paul. You're actually reminding me of some of the stuff that I haven't thought about for, God, I don't know how long. When I was doing my my programming days when in mainframes, but let's talk about how Dell is relevant for the mainframe and meets the mainframe market today. Yep, certainly. So as I as I mentioned, Dell and then EMC goes back 30 years in the mainframe space. Product called Symmetrix started it all. Disk back then and still is affectionately called DASD or Direct Directly Accessible Storage Device was the original name of the mainframe storage. So EMC and Dell have their roots in that space and they have done, oh my gosh, hundreds and hundreds of patents in this area of applying, developing innovation to make mainframe data more secure, more accessible, faster in terms of performance, going back to those early Symmetrics days. And then back about 2008, EMC was the very first company in the mainframe space to say, you know what, with respect to tape data, and, and of course, tape in the mainframe space is used for not only backup, but also trans storing transactional records. Because again, going back to the history, before there was disk, mainframe was connected to a physical tape device. If you think about an old tape recording device, something similar to that. But EMC was the first company to come along and say, you know what, you can store it more efficiently on disk and we'll make it look like tape. That was the genesis of a product called Disk Library for Mainframe. And that product is a market leader along with our PowerMax disk storage. We are a market leader in that what we call virtual tape space. So now, of course, mainframe, modern mainframe data center is backing up to virtual tape. Transactional processing that was written 50 years ago is using virtual tape. Extremely fast, extremely powerful. And we're talking for the average large data center, we're talking about petabytes of data being stored out there in the uh, tape space. Cool. Hey, thanks for that. That's really good information. Uh, I have another question really about, we've talked about the longevity of mainframe. There are obviously a lot of very changed market dynamics that are going on around IT deployment models and infrastructure, cloud and all that kind of thing. How does mainframe integrate? What are people, are, are folks moving away from the mainframe eventually now that there's all these different options or are they coexisting a little bit more way? How is that integration of the, all these different IT, IT deployment models going and how does mainframe fit into those? Yep. The, the coexistence is, is phenomenal. And that's one thing that can be attributed to mainframe's longevity. Again, that running joke was every 10 years we hear that the mainframe is dead. Well, it's not dead because it embraces everything out there on what I'll call the edge. So if you think about cloud computing coming along, well, what did mainframe do there? 
the, the mainframe companies owning mainframes asked the mainframe suppliers, the storage suppliers, and IBM themselves, who obviously does the mainframe server, hey, how can I connect to the cloud? And we sort of laughed about that at first, being mainframers, because we always think of mainframe being the first cloud. It was something you accessed remotely via a terminal and you, and you never saw it. It was just out there like cloud computing is today. It was served up to you. But, you know, in all seriousness, we quickly realized that there are fundamental technologies in the mainframe space that have been around for a long time that are actually leverage the advantages of cloud. The great security of the mainframe lends itself very well to a secure cloud connection. The efficiency of data transmission remotely, that's something mainframe has, has deep roots in. That is done very efficiently going out to the cloud. So no matter who the mainframe supplier is of mainframe computing or mainframe storage today, we all have cloud in as part of that mainframe portfolio, whether it be on-prem private cloud or connection out to public clouds like Amazon. In our tape space, I mentioned this library for mainframe. We've been more than a year now. We've had connectivity out to the Amazon cloud via an S3 connection. So mainframe moves right along. You may not hear a lot about it, but it's moving right along, ad adopting and adapting to the latest and greatest technology out there because it, we realize it needs to have that connectedness. Hey, Paul, you reminded me uh, when you started talking about mainframe storage that, and this is just for the listeners, back when I started, if you had six megabytes of external storage, you were lucky. It didn't grow any bigger for a long, long time. Well, speeding technologies, mini computers and so on actually ended up providing significantly larger storage platforms. So it's quite amazing how the mainframe has adapted and is still very relevant today. But that then leads me to the question, what are, we, what are we doing? Are we still developing stuff for the mainframe today? Yeah, absolutely. And going on right now as we record this is the largest technology conference in the world that revolves around mainframe called SHARE, S-H-A-R-E, SHARE.org. And we just announced at SHARE some enhancements to uh, Disk Library for Mainframe. We are talking about transparent cloud tiering for a mainframe, which is something IBM announced a few years back, and we participate in with our PowerMax storage and DLM. So it doesn't get more relevant than that when you name a product transparent cloud tiering. And, you know, the list goes on and on. And of course, I mean, on a, on a more seriousness and serious and somewhat somber note, I mean, look at what's going on in the world today with, unfortunately, cyber attacks and hacks and ransomware and so forth. The majority of my time spent as a person within the mainframe ecosystem today evolves around discussions, evolves around invention. It involves around future planning of cybersecurity for the mainframe. If you go out there and, and um, just do a search, you'll find all kinds of very recent, very relevant discussion about solving the cybersecurity threats and protecting mainframe data from cybersecurity threats. So once again, whatever the problem in the world, ironically, you're going to find that mainframe is right in the middle of trying to help solving it. Cool. I know we can talk about this all day. It's definitely a subject I think we'll have you back on at some point. Now, if, if folks want to know a little bit more, Paul, do you have an easy uh, location that they can go to find any mainframe content? 
Absolutely. Go to belltechnologies.com forward slash mainframe. Then you'll, you can read all about our latest innovation, download our white papers. We've got some video out there as well. Uh, you can, you can take a look at it. It's, it's really still uh, a very fascinating growing space. And if you, again, if you thought the mainframe was dead, we can definitely help you think twice about that. Cool. Well, thanks for your time, Paul. This has been Mick Turner and Ian Breitner for the Power of Storage podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and have a great day.